New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I'm here with Dr. Peter Russell, and he's the author of From Science to God. Peter, I want to welcome you to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you. Lovely to be with you, Justin. It's lovely to be with you, too. Peter, what is the present story? What is our collective story that we're all working on right now? I see this realization that consciousness is really important. I think this is coming about through the many different crises we're facing in the world today. And in the past, we've looked at the problems and tried to solve each individual problem, but we haven't looked at what is the root cause of all the problems. And when we do, we find that in one way or another, everything comes back to human thinking, human decisions, human values, maybe human self-centeredness at times, or our inability to really look a long way into the future to tackle our problems. And yet we've been trying to solve the problems as if that doesn't exist. It's a bit like if you go along to a doctor with a stomachache and all he does is give you a painkiller. He's not going to be a very good doctor. You're going to say, what's the root cause? You know, is it a virus? Is it stress? Who knows? Is it something I've eaten? And I think we're now beginning to look at what is the root cause of what's often called the global problematic, all the different things, not just the environment, social, political, economic. And we're seeing that it's really about consciousness, about our awareness. And in that, we're seeing that spirituality plays a role. And for me, there's a distinction between spirituality and religion. Religion, for me, is a set of doctrines, dogmas, which have arisen out of spirituality, out of great spiritual teachers. But then they've sort of been absorbed into the culture of the time and the deeper meaning has got lost. And for me, there's a deep wisdom behind all the spiritual traditions, which says that we have a far greater potential than we realize, but we get caught in materialistic, self-centered thinking because we're continually chasing things in the world and that this is what is getting in our way, and this just creates more and more problems, more and more suffering in the world. And so by beginning to not only look at what can we do in the world to solve our problems, but looking at what is it in ourselves that lies behind all the problems, I think we're finally beginning to tackle the root cause of, of what we see going wrong. There's something called an emerging consciousness of being conscious. Some would call it the consciousness crowd. And this emergence of this movement is beyond religious dogmas. I mean, people of all sorts of different religions might be part of it. It's beyond politics. Mm -hmm. It's beyond genders. Some elders are becoming aware of it, and many young people. Do you see that something is happening, is stirring in the yes. culture? Yes, and I think it's been stirring for a long time. I think it started back in the 60s. I think that was the beginning of the stirring. And, you know, it's almost like summarized like peace and love, man. It sounds very sort of 
trite and cliched now, but there was an awareness that, you know, if we got in touch with our peace from the inside, if we could be more loving to people, we could change the world. And, you know, I know I was one of these people. I went out to India. I started looking at meditation, Eastern traditions, and then realizing actually there's a lot of wisdom back here in the West. And we did various workshops and some of us did therapy and things. And gradually we've been peeling away the layers to get down to what is the essence of spirituality. And as we've done that, I think several things have happened. One, we've realized it's a lot easier than we used to think. But also the numbers have grown exponentially. When I started in this, there were just probably about 20, 30 books. There was just one shelf in my local bookstore in Cambridge. Now you get large bookstores dedicated to this. And this is all people who've done their own research. They've read things. They've written their own books. They've made their own videos. They've created their own websites. So the numbers have expanded. I mean, now there's something like nearly 30 million people in the USA practicing yoga. 50 years ago, it was some weird thing of lying on beds of nails. That's the way it was seen. Now it's mainstream. Meditation is now mainstream. When I was first teaching meditation in corporations, they made me promise never to tell anybody that I was doing it because it was like such a weird thing. Now they're proud to say they teach meditation to their employees. So there's this mainstream shift of realizing there's something to this, whether it's yoga, meditation, exploring yourself, all of this, there is something to it. And this is the most hopeful thing. And it's growing rapidly. It's on its own exponential curve. I'm going to go back to something that you said. You said it's easier than you think to tap into this. Yes. Or I think a more accurate thing, some teachers are saying there's a direct path. And Yes, you can do all these different rituals and things and complex meditations, but the direct path is, I would say, is just recognizing we don't actually need to do anything. It isn't about following practices. Somebody said the purpose of all techniques is to realize ultimately you don't need a technique. In essence, for me, it's about letting go of the thinking mind and letting the mind relax and just dropping back into our own beingness. It's not somewhere we're trying to get to. All the getting somewhere is actually obscuring that natural state of being. And this, I think, has come out just in the last 10 years mm -hmm. in this sort of collective spiritual search to realize we don't actually need to try to get somewhere. It's the trying that's in the way. I'm thinking for myself, Peter, to quiet the mind, to do meditation, one of the techniques I have goes back to a particular Tibetan mantra that I use. When I start my meditation, I might do that mantra about three times. Mm -hmm. I'll sing it in my head. And it just reminds me of that place. It's like saying, oh, my mind knows this is what she's going to do now. Yeah. And it just kind of naturally quiets. I don't stay there with the mantra. I then release it. Using a ritual is not a yeah. bad thing. But not to get hung up on the ritual. I think the ritual is what's going to take you there. And then you start doing the ritual. And in a way, moving away from the actual experience that we're looking for. I mean, the, the way for me these days is to recognize if there's any sense of tension or constriction in my mind, which may be because of something I'm resisting, something I'm holding or something. But to just notice, am I feeling any sense of tension, constriction in my mind or in my being? And if so, just to notice it. 
what does it feel like? Like if I'm trying or something, what does it feel like to be trying? You know, when I get caught up in a thought, that thought nearly always creates some slight sense of tension, the thinking. It's almost like the hallmark of the ego mind is some slight sense of tension. And they're not to try to get rid of it, but to notice it. This is part of the present moment. Oh, I'm feeling slightly tense. And when we turn the light of awareness onto that, it just begins to dissolve. And you realize, ah, it was that tension resistance, the trying that was actually creating the problem. If I can just let that dissolve, then you just sink back into the recognition of here I am, the I am that is experiencing. And that to me is all that it's about. Now, Peter, if we want to be in a creative state, a little tension is a good thing. No, this is a good, great point. Great point. So, in the world, in our daily life, yes, we need to focus. Attention can be a good thing at times. We're talking about meditation here. And meditation for me is taking time off from the world to reconnect with our own beingness. And in that process, we don't need that trying or tension. And so I see part of learning to meditate is unlearning that attitude of if you're not succeeding, try harder. If you do that in meditation, you try harder, you don't get anywhere, you try even harder, and that just tells you how difficult it is to meditate. But if we can just let go of that and just let the mind relax, then we just drop back into stillness quite easily. And if we practice that, it's easier to kind of drop into it. We can do that while we're driving in some yes, ways or, or yes. sitting at our desks to have a moment. Anytime, yes. You can just pause and just notice where your mind has gone and just step back from it. And even just the noticing of where the mind has gone, you've become present again. When we're caught up in our thinking, we're caught up in the story, whatever we're telling ourselves, whatever we're planning. And just to recognize, oh, I'm planning something again, or I'm telling myself some imaginary story, already we become present to the thinking, and that just lets us step back a bit from it, and then just to say, let me just open to my experience right now. What am I experiencing? How's my body feeling? What's going on? What am I hearing? Because when we're caught up in our thinking, our attention is in there. It's in that reality of what we're thinking about. We don't notice where our bodies are, how our breath is, the sounds of the birds, whatever it right. is. I'm thinking in these times, the big new thing is mindfulness practice. And it's becoming kind of now a solidified sort of dogma in some ways. I think mindfulness is wonderful. It's such a simple practice and it's getting closer and closer to that, that essential just letting go. And I think that's why it's become so popular and it's respectable. It doesn't have any particular religious baggage to it. I mean, it comes out of Buddhist tradition, but we can present it in a way that's completely neutral. But there is the danger that it becomes something else you do. You have to do it and then you have to focus on the breath or something. And for me, real mindfulness is not about focusing the attention somewhere. It's about just letting the attention open and relax. And you just notice the breath. You notice your body. You notice the sounds. You notice what's going on. You're not trying to get anywhere. But inevitably, because of our cultural training, that little bit of trying creeps in. And that's when it becomes another, you know, oh, I'm going to do my mindfulness practice. Now. I'm going to be really mindful. And then to say that, then it separates it from the rest of your life in some yeah. ways. Yes, 
yes, it's something you sit down and do for 20 minutes or 15 minutes as opposed to the ongoing practice. Practice, we think of practice, I'm going to do my practice now, like a discipline. As you say, practice is the more you do it, the better it gets, like practicing tennis or skiing or anything else. As you do it, you just get better. And the practice can be, you know, a minute right now, just pausing for a minute and just not following your thoughts for a moment and just noticing what you're experiencing, how you're feeling, what's going on. That's just becoming present. In some ways, the word mindful is not quite the right word because mindful requires you're really, you know, becoming consciously mindful of what's going on. And it's for me, it's just noticing what is, nothing more. Noticing is so much more gentle. Oh, I'm noticing that. It's not like I'm grabbing hold no. of that, but I notice that. Yes. It's just coming back to the present moment. It's what you know, Ram Dass said 50 years ago, be here now. He did. That was his realization, his culmination of what he was discovering then. Be here now, not lost in your thought about the past or the future. But that will happen. We get lost in our thoughts about the past and future. We recognize it's happening. Come back to actual experience in the moment, which is always in the present. And it is being present, but it's being present with a certain kind of consciousness. Yes, it's with an open awareness, a full awareness. And this doesn't mean that you don't have any thoughts or anything. It's about being present to your thoughts rather than getting lost in them. So I can have a thought and entertain a thought and be planning to do something when it's necessary, but I'm not losing the present moment. I'm not getting sucked into some story which takes me over because it's exciting or because I need something or whatever it is. I love that, yes. And I want to mention to our listeners that on your website you have many different essays and blogs, and but one in particular that I loved was your three-minute meditation. So I want to encourage people to check into your website and find those little tidbits yes, that yeah. are helpful. Yes, that three-minute meditation is just a very basic, generic meditation. But you just listen to that for three minutes and then just, as you say, practice, which just means putting it into practice, just taking three minutes here, three minutes there. And you can do it for longer. The idea is it doesn't end with a bow. It starts you off. And if you want to continue for 20 minutes, you can do. There's no ending to that meditation. It's just the starting point. That's what I noticed when I took it. I, I thought it would kind of end. And then I realized, oh, I've probably been sitting here for five or six minutes, yes. you know, but it was so easy. Peter, I just want to thank you so much for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe today. Thank you. I love being here. I loved having you. I've been speaking with Dr. Peter Russell, and he's the author of from Science to God. And if you want to know more about his work, you can go to his website, peterrussell.com. And Russell is R-U-S-S-E-L-L, peterrussell.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms, and I want to thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe. And please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org.
New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.